Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Work with Brad Coima, Coima, Coima Varlick, and we're seeing some mixed trade in both the grain and livestock futures this morning. In particular, the cattle market will start off there, seeing just a little bit of pressure. And Brad, we had that big update on Tuesday, and we've kind of been consolidating since then. But overall, you know, why are we not able to really get that market above some of these current or resistant levels that we've seen on the charts here? Well, that's a great question and probably the question that most of us, uh, you know, that have some fundamental orientation have here. Um, you know, you're back. Thanks for having me on, by the way. We back up to Tuesday and, you know, by a tick, we close above the 40-day moving average for the first time since mid-October. Kind of a big deal. And and now we just can't seem to, you know, put another back-to-back day. I actually haven't right. given up that today might not still end up being better than what it is. But um, I, I think, Michelle, you're dealing with one thing you're dealing with a, um, a fund issue, and I think secondarily you're dealing with a perspective in the market that since the September, remember the placements in September and October, you know there was a shift I think from some of the, the speculative crowd into thinking that we all of a sudden have a lot more cattle in the first quarter than we had expected, and suddenly they're all bearish the fib cattle because of that. We had a period of time here where we never had a bad weather day. That has changed, uh, and that allowed these cattle to get huge record weights. Uh, we're a little bit off of those numbers now. Uh, but, you know, so we created this little bulge of supply, which, in my opinion, we've kind of put in the rearview mirror. Um, up here, our show lists are small. In fact, the show list in my area is probably the slowest, smallest it's been in three quarters of a year or so. Um, I don't think northeastern Nebraska has got a problem with a lot of cattle here either. Um, so... I would like to think that maybe we've done a pretty good job of marketing. Uh, now this weather is going to slow down the grow a little bit and maybe we can see once. I don't know why the Feb cattle, other than what I just explained, this perception that there's too many cattle. To me, Feb cattle don't need to be this kind of a discount to cash. Yeah, no doubt. So cash has been strong. Uh, box beef, though, has basically set back here. We've had a pretty good break in the choice. Is that also a little bit of a negative for the market? Oh, you know, you can't ignore an eleven dollar break in the boxes without having to recognize it. Sure, I, I, I would, I would maybe soften that a little bit by uh, the fact that that it all comes out of the ribs, and that's very, very seasonal right after New Year's. Um, but yeah, this is a little severe, eleven dollars in two days. Um, hopefully, we're through the worst of that deal. Uh, but the, you know, so some of that break in the meat is seasonal. And I'm not going to lie, I don't have a great deal of sympathy anyway, as you know, you know, for whether the packer margins are big enough for them or not. So, you know, I, I guess I'm not going to dwell on that as as being a major analyst uh, factor. Uh, we should maybe mention cash, though. I mean, cash, 175, 278, even a little bit of 177 here in northwest Iowa yesterday. Um, so I, I think, you know, moving forward, let's keep an eye on the weather. Um, you know, if, if we do track. Uh, some significant, there's a couple, three of them, uh, systems coming. If they stay, you know, in the pattern that they're in, where they go south, where there's more cattle, um, I, I think that could be an issue to uh, looking ahead here a week or so. Yeah, because that's really been the reason you have said why the weights have been continuing to be up at these levels, right? Ideal growing conditions. I don't think uh, producers really fighting the market. I think it's been the weather that's allowed that to happen. Okay. And your call is we're going to have better cash trade again, you think? I think so. I think we hire this weekend, next week. Uh, you got almost every packer that I talk to, and I guess that's all of them, or that we deal, do business with, seems to be closer to the knife finally. Uh, that was a big problem in December. You know, people bought out a month, you know, and now I, now I think just about two of commercial that they all need cattle within the next week or two. So hopefully 
uh, that'll make a difference to me. Leverage is a big deal. And I think we've got maybe just getting a little bit of leverage back here now after having completely lost it during the month of December. Yeah. So hogs up a little bit this morning, um, but we did score new contract lows the last two days. And so, you know, besides a little bit of a short covering bounce, do you see much hope for that market until we get this cash market to bottom? I would love to come up with some reason for optimism here for your hog producer listeners out there. Um, but I'm struggling with it. I, I, you know, I, the weights are big. Uh, the overall supply is big uh, up in my neck of the woods here where we've got, you know, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a hog building here in Sioux County, Iowa. Um, you know, guys are having some issues with getting hogs um, um, harvested on a timely basis. Um, I, yeah. The hog report, there was nothing good about that, in my opinion, in terms of the short-term news there on the average weight breakdowns and stuff like that. So, but even a dead cat bounces, right? So we had that real severe day here a couple of days ago, trying to recover from that. Um, I'm a sell rallies guy, I'm sorry, uh, because of what the fundamentals feel like. Uh, hopefully we can maintain a little better, get a little better export news, maybe get us off of here, but we got a little work to do here. Absolutely. And over in the grain trade, let's talk about corn. We're trying to bounce here after a couple of days of contract lows, but um, really it's just correcting this oversold status. There's really nothing fundamentally that's pushing the market, is there? No, I wished I had something that was really clever to tell you there. We, you know, maybe we've seen a slight firming in the basis in some areas in my part of the world here, particularly the ethanol Um influenced uh areas you know right where i sit and then a little bit east of me i'm in northwest iowa by the way um we've seen a little firming in the basis but you know not enough to make a real difference uh wheat market's gone flat again um i don't know you know the old saying cure for low prices is low prices i would you know i'm hoping that we're going to see uh, improvement in demand i hope we see that in the next report one would think you would uh but I don't know. You know, we're sitting here. Unfortunately, I think the market's going to do what it almost never does. And that is go sideways. That's how it feels to me. Yeah, it has been coiling. That's for sure. Um, what about the soybean market? Um, we went out and made six and a half month lows here. New lows for the move again yesterday. And really, this is all about the perception that this crop in South America is getting better, right? Hey, that seems to be the whole story. I don't know. Um, you know, Michelle, one Robin doesn't make it spring. Um, you know, so they had one rain and now all of a sudden, OK, no worries. I, I, I guess the farmer in me is wondering if there isn't still time to put that crop at a little bit of risk here and have to put a little bit of weather premium back in. Um, and in some of the areas, it seems to me like, you know, maybe, um, you know, does one rain rescue a crop where it looked to me like, you know, there are some areas that had some pretty severe loss already. I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is after this big a break, um, my feeling would be with with a long time here to go or we could still talk about maybe another hot dry spell down there in South America. That maybe that if, if there is a market here between the grain complex that has a chance to bounce, in my opinion, it would be the soybeans. Um, so we'll see. I'm not going to be very aggressive down here. I certainly don't want to don't want to sell the, the, the bean deal down here after this bigger break. Yeah. And we've had a lot of private estimates that have come in, pulled that Brazil crop down to as low as 151 million metric tons. But do you think that's the low watermark or are we going to go below 150? Hmm. Probably, probably over my pay grade. But if I had to guess it, I, I would say we would end up below that. Um, but don't forget we did, they did plant the, the snot out of the acres down there. So yeah. um, maybe I better preface that, but I, I, you know, and unless all the, you know, like, again, I can't even tell if it's raining in Iowa or not, let alone if it's raining down there in the Mato Grosso does whole, but, uh, you know, it would seem to me like 
the futures market always uh, bend too fast and make make too much of what they ought to. So maybe we'll make a little more out of this news yet and still have a chance to bounce this thing a little. Yeah, you bet. And with our really tight ending stocks in the U.S., hopefully we have a chance for a rally. All right. Thanks for joining us. Brad Coimo with Coimo Coimo Barlick. That is Markets Now.